1: Well, welcome to episode four of Journey into Mystery. This week Ian and I are gonna talk about Iron Man 2. Can you believe that? I mean, I under- kinda understand it, but like we got two Iron Man movies before we got a Captain America movie. Like they were putting all their eggs into one basket of Iron Man being the start of the MCU, I think. Or maybe they didn't know that Iron Man was gonna start it and they just hoped and prayed.
2: Yeah, and like we also got how many movies? That's I think that's now three movies where they've hinted really hard at Captain America, but they haven't done anything about it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like we didn't talk about it in the first
1: Iron Man movie, but you know, there's the the Easter egg that a lot of people didn't catch the first time around, including myself. But the the hidden shield, so to speak, Captain America shield. That's that's underneath Tony when he's getting the armor taken off of him. Uh, And then in Incredible Hulk, I told you about the deleted scene or alternative scene that has the Captain America body in it, which also has the shield in it. So that's kind of weird. But uh, this one, they blatantly throw out the shield and say, hey, this is uh, nothing. This isn't important.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's so like, here it is and it's gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. Did you did you catch any other references? I mean, there's the obvious obvious big uh reference to another um uh MCU character uh, at the end of it in the in the after credit scene with um Thor's hammer, which do you remember seeing when you when you were in the theater and watching that?
2: Um only vaguely. Yeah. Only vaguely. And it was one of those ones that was like when it like when it happened the first time I was like, okay, all right. We're getting a okay. And this time, looking back at it, it's like, oh, no, this is actually kind of significant.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I remember watching, when I watched the first time, it was like, at this point, we've had the first Iron Man movie, and we were like, oh, yeah, we we need to stay to the end of the credits, like, kind of thing. So we stayed to the end of the credits, and Land of Enchantment, Thor's Hammer, it's like,
2: what? And just r- crazy <laughs> sauce. And then... I think that's where it got like solidified in that no, no, it's a Marvel movie. You stay to the end.
1: Oh, and that has to be the point, right? I mean, even though you still, when you go to Marvel movies, people are getting up, you know, (laughs) when the credits are rolling, you're like, what? I, this is 10 years down the line. Why are you, why are you getting up? Don't you know? Fake fans. (laughs) I mean, maybe, maybe it's people that are going to be, that have already seen it once or twice, and this is their third viewing, even though I know I'm there at the first viewing? I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, one of my regulars here in chat, Canadian Wolverine, said, hey, sometimes people really gotta pee. That's true.
1: If you time it out right, you could probably hit that bathroom and then get right back before the end credit scene, because those movies have a lot of uh, people working on them, so those credits end up being long.
2: They really do. And I feel like they only get longer. Like as we go, it's just like, okay, so now we have 16,000 people that worked on this because our CGI budget was $7 billion. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, on something like in-game, you, you're going to have to have a huge budget to to get all those people in there. So I believe it. I understand it.
2: Let's see. I, just out of curiosity, this is so off topic, but I, I want to know what the budget was.
1: Ooh, that's a very good question.
2: I'll look up, because I was googling Endgame's budget, which was $356 million. Um, Iron to budget $200 million.
1: I mean, for Iron Man 2 to be $200 million and then Endgame to be $356 million, I kind of feel like Endgame should have been higher but I mean I guess if you think of like Infinity War and Endgame being one movie you probably put that into 700 million probably I mean it's got to be pretty close to 900 million dollars right for the, both movies put together
2: Yeah let's see so that was And there's budget Uh okay yeah so Infinity War was 316 million with the yeah. 356, we're looking at almost 800 million dollars.
0: Well,
1: I think closer math. to 100 million dollars, but
2: yeah, math is hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no problem, but uh, I mean, then you, I usually that doesn't take into account like advertising budget. So if you take into an advertising budget, I'm sure we're getting closer to that billion billion dollar mark. But it made all the money, so oh, they, they made their money back.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. So how do you how do you want to tackle Iron Man 2? Do you want to just do you want to do our review of it first and then talk about the future? Or do you want to talk about the future and just let it be understood that neither of us really like Iron Man 2? Yeah, I think we just have to <laughs> skip
1: over the part that neither one of us is. It's not one of our favorites of the MCU. It's de- it's my end. It's it, we didn't talk about this on the other two movies, the last two movies. So we'll get back to it at the end. But uh, this one follows it of the 25 Marvel movies, I believe we're at. Uh, This is number 25. This is the the last on my list.
2: Oh, wow. Um, Again, Canadian Wolverine in chat says he loves Iron Man 2. So there you go. And he posted a little bit of a thing here. Uh, Iron Man 2 is incredibly important for how it was the first time they really acknowledged their new direction of a super mega crossover. That definitely wasn't part of what they had in mind for Iron Man 1. They were just thinking about getting one movie done at that point.
1: And I, I completely agree. And I think that's one of the detriments to the movie. I think that the reason that uh, I don't care for the movie so much is because it splits itself so many times and it just becomes a whole bunch of string of vignettes for most for at least the first one third to half of the movie, uh, because you have all this Avengers um, subplot that's just so unnecessary and bogs the rest of the movie down. At least that's how I feel. Um going into yeah we get to we get to end game we don't get to end game without the, all that uh Nick Fury you know shield stuff in the middle and then the very end of the movie i just think you could have done it better so it didn't slow the rest of the the, the main story down
2: yeah i i i can agree with that <laughs> uh the whole scene where tony is up on the big donut mm-hmm. and uh fury's like we need to chat and they go inside that scene it just kind of feels indifferent to me where he's like, Oh, I have some stuff that might be able to help fix your, fix your heart and stop all the blood poisoning. But that just didn't feel super Nick Fury to me.
1: No, no. Yeah. Like he just comes in with this whole, like, Hey, I knew your dad, your dad has the cure, you know? So, uh, let's, let's talk about that for a little bit and then we're going to get into the Avenger stuff. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're not acting right you're not you're not being cool yeah and I kind of want to talk about the whole palladium poisoning thing uh part of this of uh, this story what do you think is the more what do you think is the analog to in the real world to what it is that Tony has because I was trying to think like is this radiation poisoning is it some type of like uh chemical getting into his blood? in general, like some kind of blood poison that that's happening to him. I don't really understand what it is. You see all that gunk going through his veins, but I know it's all fictional. It's all made up, but like, how does the, that disease, how is it really working on him?
2: I have no idea what it like, what the equivalent would be. So I'm Googling it. like <laughs> if anybody else has any idea because um, he he's, he's drinking
1: all that, uh, Wheatgrass, kale mixture, whatever it is, uh, to to stave it off or at least try and stave it off. And Jarvis is like, "Yep, yeah, it's not working anymore. Uh, you're still getting palladium poisoning." And then uh, Fury injects him with something, which is to help him fight it a little bit more. Like it it kicks it back a little bit, but still not the cure. And it doesn't come up till Tony creates the element that his father originally tried to create but didn't have the tech to do it that then burns it out of his body I mean that's what that scene looks like to me like he puts the new core into his uh, uh, his arc reactor the arc reactor then is going so fast that it just burns out bad out of him
2: yeah and even that scene where he's like making the new element Mm -hmm. like when you put the new reactor in, it's so quick to just fix everything. Yeah, it really does. It's like, uh, okay, I got a new core. Okay. I can see him starting to feel better. Like instantly where he's just like, Oh, my heart doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that could be a thing, but then you just see all the stuff on his neck just disappear. Like instantly Mm -hmm. it's new core fighting bad guys by seven. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's how that felt. Um, frostbite 777 in chat here I would guess it's something that binds to the red blood cells so some sort of like anemia maybe
1: okay that's interesting I mean it's seems like it's it's working it's it, I mean it's obviously working super fast and then he's doing everything he can to fight it off and then the, the new core which I can't even remember what the new element is that he that it's called you know uh, fights it off instantly and then that's the last we hear about it like it it's almost like this is his the the movies the MCU is equivalent to the demon in the bottle story. Like in the comic books, he, demon in the bottle is his fighting against his alcoholism. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Disney doesn't want him to be such an to be an alcoholic anymore, but we still need that uh, recklessness. And so they decided. Well, he's dying, so that's a way of being wrecked. like he he knows he's going to die. Why not live? Kind of thing. So. Yeah. That's him fighting his demon in the bottle. It just happens to be uh, this new disease.
2: And they set that up a little bit with, um, with Black Widow there, who we don't know as Black Widow at this point, until Fury shows up, and then it's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why didn't, I, why didn't I catch that? But yeah, um, he asks her really early on, hey, so hypothetical, if you were going to die, if you knew mm-hmm. this was your last birthday, what would you do? She says, whatever I want.
1: With whoever I want.
2: With whoever I want, because she was trying to like yeah. pull a move on him and be like, "I gotcha." But, Which does that really make sense with no
1: with the reveal of her being like Black Widow? Like, I, no. I can understand they planted her there so that she would then spy on Tony, so that you could find out uh, what he's going to do with this tech. But then, like, coding him into being reckless doesn't make any sense.
2: Unless she knew she was writing a report on it later and just has this like kind of vendetta against Iron Man where she's yeah. like, we could do it without you. Yeah. Like, cause at the end the whole report is like, he's a narcissist. He's all this stuff. Like Iron Man's cool. Tony suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I don't get it. One thing though, I did realize in, or one thing I picked up on this movie that I guess I never really picked up on my in my first watch or my previous rewatches of the movie, and I'm sure other people have. And it's probably very blatant. I just ignored it. Um, is that Tony is accepting his death to the point that his he he doesn't want to give away his things to his friends because he doesn't want to he doesn't want them to realize what he's doing. I think. So that's why he's having that argument with Pepper until the point where she's he's just like, "Here, you have the company." Like, fine. You obviously, do he had this idea before to to give her the company. He just needed to do it in a way so that it didn't make it obvious that he's dying. Yeah. Um. And then the same thing happens with Roddy. Like, I think the whole fight with Roddy was a way for him to make sure that Roddy puts the suit on because even when they're in the donut shop, she's like. There's all kinds of security redundancies so that no one can just jump in the suit and use it. But yet, Rhodey was able to jump in the suit and use it. Like, obviously, he wanted Rhodey to always have that suit, or not always, but uh, you know, eventually, eventually. Have the suit to be to be the next Iron Man since he was gonna die.
2: Yeah. Um Last thing on the on the blood stuff, and then we can keep going. Just because, uh, again, Canadian Wolverine here in chat. Um Maybe the veins change so quickly when they. Uh, switch it out like when they switch the core, maybe the veins change so quickly because his liver is finally able to just let it go. Oh, I like, like that. Maybe everything's all like backed up and changing out the core like unseizes his body a little bit. Okay. So his liver can start processing again. And, uh, yeah, I, I like that. Um, Wolfie also says that that's a great observation on Rhodey there on on the suit and everything.
1: Yeah. No, like I said, I I'd never really picked up on it before. I just thought, uh, listening to, um, or watching it this time around and listening to Natalia or Natasha's Natalie or Natasha's uh, line about there's all these redundancies and uh, I was like oh well maybe he was you know just being an ass because he needed Roddy to take the suit on like kind of thing
2: yeah and that's that's, you just said it's the exact same thing he did to Pepper Mm -hmm. where just I'm gonna be an ass for a minute and then you're gonna do the thing that I want you to do and then, ah, oh, damn, I'm going to act.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Iron Man, the social engineer. <laughs> I also really think, I would really love
1: to see how uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow psych themselves up for their particular scenes together. Because there are so many points of dialogue that where they are just talking on top of each other, but yet keeping a coherent like idea of what it is they're trying to say. Like that is
2: such a hard any of their scenes are so hard to keep up with sometimes. It really is.
1: Like you're having two different conversations but there's only two people there. Like <laughs> keeping track of what's being said is very difficult. So I, I would imagine what it the two of them together cuz I can't I I mean I'm sure there are the writer there's writers out there that could could write that dialogue, but that's got that's that can't be an easy thing to write. So do you let them improv some of it? I think so. Yeah, I,
2: I would think like in the script it has to be like, like Tony, ta- like Tony trying to talk over Pepper, and they just go for it until yeah. finally one of them hits a spot where they can just throw the next line in. But there's no way those scenes are one take. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no way that that's like we're okay. We hit it. Boom, that's the take. Let's move on. There's no way. <laughs> no, not at all. Can't be. <clears throat> um so what are some things? Cause I enjoyed this, this, like in this viewing of it, it's probably the most I've enjoyed this movie in a long time. Same. Um, okay. I'm glad that you feel the same way. It's still at the bottom of my MCU. Um, but I think my, my harsh feelings toward it, I think have kind of gone away. I don't think I'm as jaded towards it anymore for some reason. Um, so like, are there, what are some, what are some things that you didn't like that you might've enjoyed this time?
1: Some things that I didn't like that I enjoyed this time. Um, I don't know. Like,
2: there's, there's, because I can say I like Mickey Rourke more this time than I have in the past.
1: No, I still don't care for him. I don't I, think
2: I... he was the right choice. Yeah. But um, the character, right? Mm-hmm. So the things that he did with that character, I enjoyed. Uh, the first time I was 2010, I was much younger. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention to him as a character outside of the suit, like outside of the whips. Cause that's why I went to see the movie for the effects and the superheroes fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it's like, oh I, oh, I see you. You, you've conned everyone the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. Or he's like, no, it's a drone. It's better. It's better. yeah. Drones are better. It's like, <laughs> okay. like, there's things like that where he's just weaseling his way through, and like you have what I need to be able to kill the guy who sold out to kill the guy whose dad sold out my dad, right? <laughs> At least in that in their version of it, right? Yeah, and that's the most convoluted revenge story. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is dead. My dad is dead. We have beef.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like especially when you think about, like he keeps calling him a like. Uh, Ivan keeps calling Tony a, a god, you know? Yeah. Like he's like I made god bleed and kind of thing and he's he's constantly saying you lose, you lose. Like it's like I don't know. I don't know if it's because of his the backstory of him spending time in prison himself or what, but his his nihilistic personality just is so over the top for me that it it the character never sells from if that makes any sense. Like okay. I can't I can't quite get in there as his for his story uh and then, and then you take into account that you know he's whiplash and crimson dynamo put together for the iron man series like it's it's so it, it it's it's literally what the big problem for this movie for me is is that there's so much stuff shoved into the movie that nothing is really nothing really shines
2: like oh because there's just so much going on
1: right because so, there's so many things that have to share spotlight for with that you can't have you can't focus on just the one I, at least that's how i feel
2: oh, no and i i can agree with that um again we have we have the fury subplot we have the tony's dying subplot we have rody has a suit and hammertech wants that suit subplot uh we have all of the stuff with pepper running the company. Now we don't see a whole bunch of it, but we hear a lot about it. Right. And it's just like, uh, all of these could be their own story in <laughs> themselves. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I could understand doing this whole movie being, uh, Justin hammer and Ivan Vanko, like those two things where you have Justin hammer as the uh, secondary villain and Ivan Vanko is the primary villain, uh, which the two Constantly swap places because at one point, you know, Justin Hammer's coming in as the businessman being the villain to Stark Industries, but Ivan's coming in as the supervillain because he just wants to kill Iron Man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you could have Tony being battled from side from both sides and seeing how that affects him. Ultimately with his the idea of, oh, I just get Pepper to take care of the business, and thus that side is done. Like I don't have to worry about Justin Hammer. I can take care of Ivan. Oh, Ivan's too tough for me to fight. Okay, I bring Rhodey in. Like that's it's it's you could have done it just that simple. But they decided to go all these different areas, especially with the dying and you know uh, Ivan and Nick Fury and Justin. It's just so much.
2: It's so much. Like, hot damn! How how do you expect me to to put any sort of emotional sentiment into anything in this movie? If you just keep throwing new plot points at, them. Mm-hmm. like nothing sticks. Um, no, I, I think you know my my big beef here, right? Like the biggest thing that I'm gonna that I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, you know what it is? I don't know. It's the fact that they killed Whiplash at the end. So I was thinking about this because we talked about that
1: in the last episode, I believe. Do they though? Like you don't see that body? He's do
2: himself up.
1: He he blows up all the things around him and he makes them leave. We, we seen that he's a very intelligent man. He could have set up a decoy. He could have made it so that he got himself out of there. I'm more than likely he's dead. I don't see Mickey Rourke coming back to, to be in an MCU film. I but don't either. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, it's a very big possibility that, that Ivan Vanko doesn't die in that, in that explosion. He just, he limps away. Um, but yeah, like that that's a problem. That's definitely a problem in superhero movies where the villain ends up dying.
2: Yeah. And I I can't stand that. I can't. Like when you're doing a long form, when you're doing like a right. long form story like this, killing your villains is just shutting off path. You're just like, yeah. "Okay, we're never going back there. We're never going to do anything that has anything to do with that ever again." <laughs> it's like why 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 shoot yourself in the foot? um killing red skull? Yeah. Necessary. I'm okay with that. Because we've gone beyond it with Cap. Cap right. has moved from being a, an individual anytime you see him he's working with a team at this mm-hmm. point. Um Hydra, they deal with Hydra. So but
1: then going forward you you realize that, you know, Red Skull isn't dead. He's being punished. He's trapped on a planet by himself.
2: Yeah. And that is one of those things that's like, okay, now we have closure for that character. Yeah. And we know if we ever need him where we have to go to find him. Mm-hmm. But he's ultimately he's cut off from being a villain.
1: Right. You know, you're 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 absolutely right.
2: Like even if you don't kill your villains, removing them from the ability to be villains I don't think is I I don't think it's smart. I yeah. I, I don't know. I I could talk about this for ever. But, the- it's, but if you do
1: want to kill the villain you have to. I I feel like you have to make it so that it is a some type of uh, challenge for the a moral challenge for the hero. Mm-hmm. Like the death of the villain should take more of a toll. Like yeah, Ivan's in there. He's ready to kill tons and tons of people. But sh- should Iron Man be okay with you know his death also? Like I I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about okay. it. I, it. It's it's not so much that the that's the whole like was a batman begins is like i don't have to save you kind of thing like i'm Uh not gonna kill you but i don't have to save you it's like eh, you're the hero you should still try and save him you should still try
2: yeah um so canadian wolverine just made another really good point here talking about me being upset about villains dying (laughs) uh he said you're missing the real big uh you're really you're missing that the real big bad does survive justin hammer He's at Seagate later in *Hail to the King* uh, in the *Hail to the King* short movie about the fake Mandarin in Seagate. Interesting enough, the same place that Luke Cage gets his superpowers in prison, framed by his fucked up brother. Yep. So, okay, I'll I'll concede that point this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to bring that
1: up. Like, uh, yeah, the the secondary villain of Justin Hammer, he is still alive, and though he's not really good at tech, he just runs a business. He does have some tech skills and he has a business. Like he has the ability to, if our common theme of starting up the Thunderbolts, if he is a part of Thunderbolt Ross's Thunderbolts, like he could be outfitting people with tech, like kind of stuff. Like it could definitely happen. It could be something that happens at Seagate.
2: If you have if you have him, you have access to hammer tech. Mm -hmm. So you can just go, cool. Hi, your company's mine now outfit my dude yep and that's easy boom i subscribe to that well played mitch way to way to to build the puzzle
1: (laughs) i mean don't get me wrong i want more Sam sam rockwell in the mcu that's just a thing like sam rockwell (laughs) is a national treasure like i hate his character throughout this whole movie but you see him coming up on the stage for the stark expo dancing that's the best that's the best there is oh abs- absolutely
2: um there was something I was gonna say here oh, now course, I burp all weird <laughs> talking about
1: the the new characters um make your work as as ivan Vanko like we've talked up quite a bit about uh his character and what happens to him, but how did you feel about? the character in general, like, do you feel that he has, he has a, a worthy bone to pick with uh, Tony or,
2: um, I mean, nobody's the villain in their own story. Right. So I, I feel like he does a little bit. Okay. i it's, it's a self justified revenge plot, but I think that with the way that it all worked out where it's like, now correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to recap this, Tony, so Howard Stark and Vanko's dad mm-hmm. built the arc uh built the
1: the like original the, arc reactor.
2: Yeah, built the original arc reactor. Well they
1: designed or like the original thing. arc to, arc reactor.
2: Yes. And then Vanko's dad was deported?
1: Well, it sounded like if I remember correctly, he tried to sell the plans to somebody else, and then they kicked him off the project and deported him.
2: Okay. That's Okay. And if you're out here upset about the fate of your dad, then you're gonna go after the guy who, who worked on it because like you sold him out. It's right. shaky at best, I right. think, but I feel like for what they were trying to accomplish with the character, it fits. Okay. He he obviously wasn't all there like as a person anyway. Mm-hmm. So you give him some small little bit of revenge to hold on to and he's not he's never gonna let go.
1: No. Uh, other new characters are Justin Hammer played by Sam Rockwell. How do you feel about this addition? Like him in general, <laughs> obviously now you see, I see the who they were trying to imitate, so to speak, um, with the character with the bad fake tan, the constant trying to be an entertainer, uh, the, the, the the little lies about this and that. Um, maybe not so obvious to me back in what 2010, 2011 when it came out. <laughs>
2: i but, realize, uh, 2010.
1: 2010, okay. Um, but now looking back at it, yeah, I I, I see I see what's going on there. H- how do you feel about Justin Hammer and his industrialist man?
2: I love how they did Justin. I think that he's. The- I'll say I think he's probably the best thing to come out of Iron Man 2. Mm. Like as a character. Because if they yeah. wanted to bring him back, absolutely, I f- I feel like Sam Rockwell is there.
1: I'm sure he would be.
2: Yeah. Um, on that note though, <clears throat> every time I see him, <laughs> I only wish that it was Jason Sportsman. Oh wow. I mean at 2010 a he Gideon, might have been a little right? huh? It's a little Gideon Graves, right? Yeah. <laughs> but i i think they share so much of like a personality that i'm like just make it jason <laughs> 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 and i don't think it would have worked for that casting because he is he looks so much younger than tony oh
1: well, right yeah
2: and they have to look at least comparable in age to be this like feuding rivalry mm-hmm. um but that's just that that's that's my side note on that yeah. um <laughs> back into it though i think that Justin Hammer was was a fantastic choice for this movie um like as far as the character goes i think that they made him just as manipulative and conniving trying to be conniving as he needed to be um at the same time i really enjoyed that they made him a punchline for like everything right like we got the point that he's he's shitty at what he does <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, he's, yeah he's not good like he the one piece of tech that he throws into the war machine armor that doesn't he work. specifically designed doesn't work like even or I'm sorry the two pieces because the software too even though Ivan tells him not more than two scenes earlier that your software is shit like he puts it into the war machine outfit and boom like it, it, it gets taken over
2: congratulations we now own your suit
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and and then that the ex-wife, uh, bunker buster, like you know, just fizzles. Like, even though you can't see Don Cheadle's face when he says, "Yeah," like you could totally just see it, right? You could, you could just picture, uh, oh, kind of, kind of face,
2: right? Like, I, I can't with that at all. Um, there was something I was gonna say there. Can't remember. I lost my train of thought. Well, Something about the bunker buster and him not being good anyway, whatever it'll come back, move on. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: uh, the, the fact that Tony Stark in the MCU is dead, at, you know, in our present time, and Justin Hammer being alive, does that leave future stories in the MCU being available for the brilliant industrialist who now is gonna, you know, potentially in the eyes of the media being, uh, remade or paying penance for his crimes and stuff like that say once he gets out of jail um does that leave it open for bringing justin justin hammer back for something like that
2: i think so um even if he's not like uh, a main character in any of the movies like Mm -hmm. in the the villain role or anything um it'd be cool to see him pop up in a spider-man movie
1: Ooh, that's nice.
2: He pops up in a Spider-Man movie. Hey, Peter, I'm really sorry about Tony. I know you guys were close, but if you need anything, let me know. I have all this tech at my disposal. And then Peter's like, yeah, haha, get bent.
1: Uh, <laughs> <you> know <laughs> I know, go for that nice guy who's really a bad guy thing and
2: Far yeah. From Problem. <laughs> um, ooh, uh, Canadian Wolverine in chat. Justin Hammer versus Tony Stark's daughter. Oh, wow. I mean, she, she grows up and inherits the company. And she's now the empress to the Stark em- like throne, or like yeah. the heiress to the Stark throne. And then Justin Hammer's like, but let's take a look at this. Are you <laughs> ready for it? And she's like, try me, bitch. And I mean,
1: I could, I could, I could totally see you know Sam Rockwell playing the slimy guy that tries to f- pick a fight with. Uh, I, I know I understand they're probably going to up age her, but it would still be somewhat of a young lady, right?
2: Yeah, someone who is significantly younger than him.
1: You're right probably 18 straight out of out of high school or maybe even advanced college kind of thing
2: yeah you you put her at 18 she could being tony stark's daughter and pepper potts daughter with all that drive and all that ambition and all that knowledge mm-hmm. you put her out of college 16
1: yep like i could see that
2: i and i would believe it it's like look at who your parents are
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I th- I, if I believe, if I remember correctly from the first Iron Man movie, uh, Tony himself graduates from high school at an early age and then uh-huh. goes to MIT. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's,
2: he graduates from MIT really young. Yeah. Um, ooh. Uh, also, from Canadian Wolverine, instead of uh, their daughter, just Hammer versus Pepper Potts.
1: I mean I like that. I cuz I love the idea of her, her. I mean she has the the was it um rescue outfit, the rescue armor. But her as the the industrial mogul being in there and just like stopping people cuz she even she shows it at the end like at the end of the movie, end of this movie where she's like uh you know, get out of there. I'm going to take over and she starts, you know, dealing with the police and all that kind of stuff and and having to deal with uh uh, just to hammer on that level of being a, just a bad businessman. Uh, shady shit and and bad deals. So, I would love to see that. Doesn't yeah. make for an interesting comic book movie, but I would still love yeah. to see it. And
2: you, okay, so um, lump that subplot in into a Spider-Man movie. See, I would lump it into a War Machine movie. That would also work well. I was thinking yeah. Spider-Man because there has to be some sort of relationship there between Peter and Pepper at this point, wouldn't you think? Like, young Protege, she has to, she knows who he is. She knew about the Iron Spider suit at the True. press conference. Yep. Like, there has to be some sort of knowledge there, and there could be a bond over Tony's death.
1: And I mean, he's still going to come back to some place of Tony's or Stark Industries to constantly upgrade his suit or, mm-hmm. you know, get attachments and stuff like that. So, I understand that.
2: But I just you're you're completely right. A, a war machine movie would be a better place for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, Rhodey has to have left, retired the military, right? Like after we talked about medically it, after, retired,
2: huh? He's he's got to be medically retired at this. Point. Yeah,
1: exactly. After he he lost the function of his lower body, uh, he, he has to be medically retired, even though he can still be war machine because it's a suit. Like, yeah, so racism. What you know, it's got to be. You gotta have to because they end up doing that in the third Iron Man movie. It's is it the is it the suit or is it the man that's the hero? Like, so you got to do the same thing with Rody, which doesn't. I mean, I guess doesn't really make too much sense because he's been in the military. We we already know that he's a hero without the suit, but yeah, like, he's probably got to prove it to himself now because he's he feels like he's less of a man.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um. Now, would we, would it be better as a War Machine movie, or would it be better as a War Machine? Disney plus
0: show.
2: I mean, I'm always all for
1: the extended storytelling kind of thing. Um, I'm just thinking though, cause I had this thought earlier this week with the, uh, with those Disney plus shows. Uh, I know. Was it uh, Falcon and the winter soldier is going to be six episodes. If you went back to Mandalorian, most of those episodes were just under half an hour or mm-hmm. just over half an hour. So if you did six episodes at, at 30 minutes, that's what, uh, three hours? So that's I mean, this is, it's the equivalent of a movie. You're just cutting it up into chapters.
2: Yeah. It's more digestible. Yeah. It's yeah. Um again from chat here from, from Wolvie. Uh I think Infinity War has Rhodey saying, Well, that's a court martial when Cap returned. Oh.
1: That's true. He does ha- he does say that.
2: So maybe he's not medically retired because they never really touch on what he does. No, they could have taken him out of like active like duty? active duty and put like put him on a desk. Or it's he's the like, equivalent of a desk.
1: Like his his suit is the equivalent of a desk.
2: Maybe, um, or even just like, hey, you're the liaison to the Avengers from right. the Air Force. Like this is what you do now.
1: I could because see
2: that he's still like reporting to uh, Thunderbolt Ross. And all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, Thunderbolt definitely. is the Secretary of Defense at that point, right? Yes. Or is he Secretary of State?
2: I think he's Defense. Okay. Either way, good, good catch there, Wolfie. Like, yeah. Super good. Super good. Thank you.
1: Okay, so him, him, I, I, I still think that him having to realize, you know, come to the realization that he's still quote unquote worthy, you know, uh, yeah. of of being who he is, is still a great plot line. And that, Whether or not they go with it is, is another story.
2: And to say worthy, that would be such, that's a, a good word to use there because uh-huh. we have Thor Odin's son, who's been through that. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to put them together and they can have that conversation. There can be that redemption arc. I think it's characters that you wouldn't likely see together like off on their own, doing their own thing. But that would be, that would be a good one. Yeah, and like, hey, you gotta remember that you're more than the suit, because I had to remember that I'm more than the hammer. <laughs> right? Like that'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Um other new
1: characters that we get introduced in this uh this movie is uh Samuel Stearns, I believe is Senator Stearns. I don't know if it's Sam mm. or not, but Senator Senator Stearns played by Gary Shanling, sorry. And God, I wish
2: it was Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, it's it, if you watch this movie, it could definitely be a one-off kind of character, but ends up being a bigger part of the MCU when he you come to find out in Winter Soldier that he's part of Hydra. You know, uh, he's I I, I wonder if they would have used him more if 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 it wasn't the end for the unfortunate fact that Gary Shanley passed away ends up passing away in real life. Yeah. Uh, but how did you feel about that senator? Like. Once again, it's another foil for Tony, but on a different front. This time it's the government coming in and saying, Hey, you created this weapon. We should have access to it because it's a pretty big weapon.
2: Yeah. I I liked the character. Like I liked what the character had to do, right? Right. Does that mean I like him as a person? Not even a little bit. Dude's <laughs> dude's slimy and scuzzy and just a terrible terrible everything, right? Mm -hmm. um but talking about that particular aspect of this like of the story of that scene where he appears before the congressional like panel or whatever that was right Mm -hmm. how did justin hammer not go to jail right then and there for some sort of treason if he's also trying to sell stuff to like north korea and russia of the same tech that's just it just happens to not be working Really, you know, dude, you have the contract, but you're out here talking to other countries. Mm. He's not. He's not talking to other countries. <laughs> the other countries are building
1: their own stuff. And he's he also. So, he's building his own thing. Like they're all three. Three are doing their own thing separately. Uh, according know. to Tony, even though I would I say know, the man. video shows that that Justin Hammer is closer to having a working uh, Iron Man suit than the other than Russia or North Korea. Like he says, Justin Hammer, Hammer Industries. Twenty years out, like it's 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 a rib, but thing. But I I think it's 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 Justin knows not to that he's not going to be. His best bet is to sell to the U.S. government. I don't think it's selling to. He's trying to sell to Russia or or North Korea. I think they were just trying to make their own stuff.
2: I had misunderstood that. I thought that it was like he was consulting with North Korea on how to build the suit, and like he was working with other countries about like, hey, I'm building this tech, but you know, I'm just doing some research. Kind of stuff. Yeah. like either way if he's out here if that's the case how is that man even a threat through the rest of the movie i feel like that is instant treason cause yeah <laughs>
0: like, oh definitely like, yeah you, you have
2: <laughs> you have the contract for united states weapon like manufacturing in that regard and now you're out here talking with other countries <laughs> mm.
1: i also like 2010 did we already have things like uh Apple TV and, and Chromecast I, I, I'm totally bad with those things but do you, do you know if you already had those because Tony in during that hearing you know, uses his phone to take over the TVs and then put what he is looking on his phone onto the
2: TV now
0: mm-hmm. you can't we necessarily
2: we did already have it? Yeah January 9th 2007 was uh, the first gen Apple TV. Apple TV? For, for Chromecast
1: Oh okay Well, that's... I mean, there you go. Then never mind. I was like, I want that thing, but I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of
2: have that thing with Chromecast. (laughs) Uh, Chromecast didn't happen until 2013. Oh, well, there you go. So, finally, a spot where Apple is ahead of the game when it comes to Apple v. Android. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so for him to have been able to just take over the TV like that, it makes a little bit of sense.
1: Yeah, like it's 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 got to be Jarvis, right? It's the Jarvis AI breaking into, one, the CCTV of other countries and then, and then Hammer Industries, but then also uh, bringing up that video and putting it up onto a TV that's I am guess connected by Wi-Fi.
2: <laughs> right, something. Yeah. Um, I can't think off the top of my head how able tony is in the comics but this tony seems rather um enable without jarvis or friday
1: exactly no i think you're you're absolutely right he's not the same as uh the, the the version you have in the comic books but i think that's what they try to rectify rectify in the third movie like because most of that movie is him without the suit like it's him True. Trying to having to have to work things on on his own, which is great for the character, but not great for the movie. I think like when we get to Iron Man three, I could we will go further into depth. But like, as much as I love that movie, I also don't like it because of like we don't get to see the flashy Iron Man stuff. Like, it's kind of what I'm here for.
2: (laughs) Right. Um, kind of off topic, but have you seen the Iron Man VR game?
1: I haven't seen it yet. Any good?
2: Um, I haven't seen it personally. I've seen stuff on, on YouTube about it. Uh, Steven has it. Yeah. And he was playing around with it. He said it was kind of fun. Um, the only part that I want to experience is you're in a plane. You're Tony Stark. You're in a plane. A hole gets blown in the side of the plane. The, um, the suit that is a suitcase gets sucked out the side. So you just jump out after it. (laughs) Cause you're like, all right, let's get it. Yeah, and you're like hey hook it up and the suit explodes and you have to like put the suit on so it's like uh, left hand coming in you put your left hand out and you oh, get the gauntlet I mean, right hand coming in you get the other gauntlet it's like that that's really cool I like.
0: It. <laughs> I love that <laughs>
1: uh oh with the the senator the one thing I wanted to ask with the senator yes. did you think that when they were making this movie they knew they were going to use him as a hydra agent later on in the
2: series oh um, I think so. Is that kind of stuff? uh, Well, never mind. I will say no. Okay. Because this happens before Captain America. So. Yeah,
1: this is before Captain America First Avenger. So we're not getting to Winter Soldier for a while.
2: We're not getting to Winter Soldier. Who knows if anything was even written for Captain America at this point? So if they were going to do anything with Hydra, which. It's dumb to not do something with Hydra if you're doing a Captain America movie. <laughs> I understand that, but to set somebody up for something like that and be unsure if that's gonna be like your like your your overarching plot there mm-hmm. I, that's a little I feel like that's put a lot of eggs in one basket there, yeah, um but as soon as they were like, all right, we're using Hydra the senator, that's our guy, yeah the dude th- at that <laughs> point, like yeah, easy, let's go.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I, was wondering the same thing. Like, I was like, I don't think that they could have planned that far ahead, especially with because as cool as it is that Gary Shanley comes back as a senator in Winter Soldier, it could have been anybody. It could have been any senator at that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: well, you just made another good point there, <laughs> talking about how he gets, how Tony kind of grows bit by bit and makes up for mistakes and does all that um he said the whole result of infinity of his infinity war endgame nanobot suit and the spider man suit and war machine and pepper having her own suit is in a response to every mistake that he's made through every other movie right so like spider-man's parachute is a direct result of Rhodey losing his legs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's like okay I didn't think about it like that before. I don't think that's any sort of groundbreaking anything. I was just surprised.
0: <laughs>
2: I was just like, "Oh, hey, I never thought about that." No, Sorry. yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Iron Man throughout the MCU is is completely reactive. Like everything that happens to him, he the next movie is he's he's made something to to figure that out, to stop that. Like it's it's always been a reactive thing with with him. Like
2: and that's so, how yeah, we are
1: is, is completely a reaction to what happened in age of Ultron for him. Like mm-hmm. kind of thing. age of Ultron is a reaction to, uh, Avengers. Like he, he's like, Oh, I can make a suit to go around the world because there's aliens out there and they want to come destroy our stuff. Like,
2: hmm. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to get to movies in this where I like them. <laughs> like I want to hurry up and get to the movies in this podcast like in this series for movies that are at the top of my MCU list.
0: <laughs> there.
2: <laughs> we'll
1: get there. Like I Iron Man itself is, is is pretty high uh on my list. Like it's 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 uh, we'll we'll talk about that at the end. Um <laughs> the other new character that's introduced we talked about her quite a bit is um is Black Widow. Like her character being introduced in and, and at this point obviously was a lead in for avengers but seeing as how we hadn't had a black widow origin movie up until well what were we supposed to have one by now like as of a couple of weeks ago um rest do,
2: in peace really do
1: <laughs> do you think that they had planned on on Scarlett johansson's black widow being uh, a big as hit as as she ended up being
2: i don't think so like the way they set her up was super like side character mm-hmm. and she ends up being important by breaking into hammer tech and all that but the movie could have worked just as well without her right so I think, I'd
1: yeah I was just gonna say I think with Scarlett Johansson's star you know just rising um, her chemistry on, on, on camera with just about everybody that she ends up being on camera with, like, just helps out to keep her coming back.
2: Yeah, because she, I feel like we don't get to see her shine until Avengers. Oh, mo- definitely. Like, we don't get to see her do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: she has chemistry with with Tony Stark or with Robert Downey Jr. as as yeah. Tony Stark in this movie. Uh, the next time we see her is Avengers and she has scenes up on top of scenes with uh, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Then we get her to see again in uh, Winter Soldier and there she has you know chemistry with Chris Evans. Uh, it's It's just the fact that she's able to be put into all these different movies and then uh, shine, I would say. Um, it really helps to make it so that her character sticks around because what's you know as much crap as we as everybody gives Hawkeye as a character who's just a, um, a guy who shoots arrows she is just a lady that shoots a gun like yeah she's incredibly talented and tr- incredibly skilled but so is he so
2: and in like defense for Jeremy Renner I don't think we get to see him really do much of anything until we get Ronan oh
1: <laughs> I mean that's all the way in game but yeah I, I'm here for you. I I I, I, I I I agree with you completely. Like <laughs> the, next, the first time we see him is in the next movie that we're going to talk about, Thor.
2: Yeah, like, and that's that's <clears throat> fantastic. I love that they tossed him in there and did the thing, but he was just so underutilized the whole time. I feel like through oh, yeah. all of the Avengers movies, and then I mean, the finally
0: movie,
1: he has to he has to be a bad guy for most of it. Like he has right. he has his he's he's ta- his taken
2: over kind of thing. And it's cool. Like yeah. I liked, I liked that angle,
1: which also plays to his, uh, his, his origin story in the comics. Like he's a villain when we first meet him.
2: I did not know that. Yeah,
1: he's he's no. a he's a burglar criminal. Uh, he ends up he ends up being doing the right thing though. So
2: I'm on board for that. As an Avenger, and that would explain the relationship that he has with uh, with Natasha. It's like, hey, we've both done some awful things. (laughs) And we're friends now. In
1: the movie, they definitely go with the more ultimate uh, origin story for Hawkeye, where he's straight up agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, just really good at what he does.
2: I'm sorry, I was, I was reading something in chat here. What was that?
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, I was just saying that the, the version of Hawkeye that we have in the MCU is the version that comes from the Ultimate Marvel Ultimates line, as okay. opposed to the Marvel 616 line. Like, 616, he, 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 he joins the circus as a kid, uh, learns how to shoot arrows and fight from Swordmaster, helps them rob places wherever the circus goes, Eventually, be does the right thing, becomes a hero, gets gets an event invited to be the Avengers. Ultimate's line: He's, uh, he's good with. He's a good soldier. Becomes an agent of Shield. Learns to use air bow, bow and arrow. There, kind of thing. Like okay. j- he's just really. He's he's kind of a bullseye. Like he, at one point in, I know this is completely off topic, but in the first Ultimate storyline, like he's captured and and uh, I think they tell him that they killed his family. He uses he he rips off his fingernails and fucking kills all the people in the room by flicking his fingernails at their neck.
2: Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
1: Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a different type of Hawkeye altogether.
2: God damn. Um, Jay Bruce here in chat says I don't believe they planned on keeping Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. I believe they were planning on having a different actress because there were more than one Black Widow.
1: This is true. There was definitely more agents of the red room that they could have went to. So uh, I think, I think what, like I said earlier, the whole rising star of Scarlett Johansson and her ability to be very charismatic on screen um, helped it to keep her there. And, you know, audiences like it when you keep the same actors.
2: Yeah. Cause yeah. I can tell you right now when they recast, I can't remember her name in the mummy. I was mad when they took out rachel vice and put in maria bello yes yeah (laughs) i was not here for it granted the whole thing about tomb of the dragon emperor that movie sucked uh (laughs) you get your football playing yetis out of here i'm mad about it don't you don't you come for my actors and actresses (laughs) that's who they play that's who they play period Unless Fair. they turn out to be a shit bag, in which case, do what you're going to do.
1: And you can do what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <clears throat> one thing... Okay, so one thing that I have to say that as much as that, this this being the, the bottom of my list of MCU movies, one thing that I love this movie for, because it gave me, it gave me the kick-ass briefcase armor scene suit, or suit yes. scene. That,
2: that, cool. that is so cool.
1: It is so cool. Like I love that scene so much it makes me stop whatever I'm doing if I'm not, you know, sitting there paying attention to watch it because you know, just him, the the suit sliding over to him, him using his foot, kicking it on, it attaches and then starts to do the little flippy uh, CGI work and (laughs) attach. It's so cool.
2: Okay, so this is the second movie that we've seen happy, right? Have the the The, armor, the armor? No, that we've seen just happy in general. Oh, yes, yes. We've Happy. we've seen Happy just in general here. I don't think Happy gets enough credit. No. I Even don't we- think he gets any sort of enough credit through <laughs> anything that he's done for Tony Stark. <laughs> Which, you know, I I can understand.
1: Like, if John Favreau had just directed Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and then had another actor play Happy, I'm sure there would have been more screen time for Happy. But this is, you know, the director wanting to put himself in the movie. So you don't play up the fact that happy is around as much. He's just the driver or, you know, the, you get the playful scenes of him fighting in the ring with him. Like, yeah. like What is that? It's MMA. It's been around for a little bit. And he's like, it's no, it's dirty boxing.
2: <laughs> we'll be, we're going to talk more about Hawkeye next because yeah. he's in the movie. We're talking about next week. Cause next week is Thor. Next week is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. so, what so? What wait? What is your like
1: best part? Best scene in the movie?
2: Best scene in the movie. I really like um, when Rhodey is just along for the ride, chasing oh. Tony through the through Stark Expo. Nice. He, he's trying his best to be the best wingman that he can be. Hey, hey, on on your left. Uh, we we got a we got a target lock. Oh no, this is this is this sucks. Sorry. <laughs> like that whole thing. I liked that. I think it's a it's a really well done scene. I like the dialogue in that scene. Um, it shows the bond that they have, where Rhodey will say something and Tony will do it, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, it's also where we get the <clears throat> actually it's in the fight with Whiplash, where Tony uses like the wrist lasers that are one use, right? And he's like, "Well, why didn't you just open with that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why didn't you just do that before? Sorry, bud. They're one use." The one time I, you <laughs> yeah. I mean like I, I, any scene that gives us that chemistry and that relationship I think they portrayed it wonderfully
1: yes absolutely I mean you get to see that 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 relationship between Rody and, and Tony which never really ex- explain in this series what it is that these two could possibly you know be bonded over because
2: well, roommates
1: I don't even know if it's that like he, they do talk about at one point where he was like, you know, oh, you remember we used to be called this back in the day kind of thing. But like, when was this like, why would this guy who's, you know, a military, a career mar- military man and this, this kid or Tony Stark, who is just super obnoxious, obnoxious, like why, <laughs> where is it that they met and ended up being friends? Like that I would say cool. in most worlds, it probably would never happened
2: like boarding school maybe because in this school they talk about how uh howard stark's happiest day was when he shipped tony off to boarding school and right here he is like that's a dirty lie
1: (laughs) (laughs) isn't it weird that going all the way up until end game that tony still has this huge grudge on his father even though like you just he in iron man 2 he watches this this video where he's like tony you're my greatest invention like like I, I, i can never be so more proud of you
2: yeah, where he's like, I, I love you, you're gonna save the world. You're gonna <laughs> do it. Like this, th- I'm setting all this up for you. Granted, I can't see the resentment where it's like, wow, you're just gonna put that on me? Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not gonna talk to me about any of this while you're alive. And I'm just supposed to stumble upon this and figure out how to save the world. Thanks, Dad.
1: I mean, okay. he was out building, you know, <laughs> one building Stark Industries, two, also creating SHIELD. Uh, doing missions with Captain America and Peggy Carter. Uh, you know, the guy had a lot of things going on.
2: Yeah, but this is the Tony didn't show up until well after Cap's disappearance. This is true. Okay. So that's like that's like young man Howard Stark out here <laughs> yeah, gallivanting mean, across Europe and doing crazy stuff. We see
1: as we see in Ant Man, you know, Howard Stark is still very much involved in Shield. At you know, in the eighties when. Uh, they kick Howard Stark or when Howard Stark I'm sorry uh, when Hank Pym quits.
2: Yeah. Uh, Canadian Wolverine. I can see the resentment for I can see the resentment from who Tony Stark's dad is in the first Avengers. Yes. Or in the first Avengers. So in Captain America. Oh, okay. Got you.
1: Yes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, that the the playboy uh, the the, the 1930s version of Tony Stark. They're the same dude.
2: they're they're the same dude and i have nothing but praise to say about how they wrote howard stark in that movie and we can talk about that when we get there but (laughs) it was fantastic that it's just like hey you like tony well here's his dad
1: (laughs) Yep, almost exactly the same (laughs) so let me ask you this going forward what what do we know of this movie do you expect to see in future phases or hope that influences in future phases. Even anybody in the chat, if yeah, anybody has yeah, an idea,
2: this goes out to to everybody out there. Toss it in there if you have anything you want to see. Um, Hammer Tech, they have to do something with Hammer Tech. It was such a big part of Iron Man Two. Granted, that was ten years ago at this point. Um, still, like it, it exists. It can't just have fallen apart unless like Justin hammer got like dusted in the snapping.
0: Um,
2: then maybe he comes back and because he was gone, his company fell apart, but I don't see that being a thing.
1: I mean, if the company didn't fall apart when he went to jail, I don't see. Yeah. Falling apart. If he got snapped.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to see more hammer tech. I want to see it only get better because Tony's out of the way. So now he can, he can do what he needs to do. You know what I
0: mean? Mm hmm
2: and make him don't make him a villain he's he's a uh he's a neutral you know it'd be cool if he did like
1: the opposite of what we got with uh mysterio in far From home like he's a hero but actually he's the villain like we, we the twist is he's the villain throughout the first part of the movie we can constantly be sitting there thinking justin hammer's a villain and then the twist at, in halfway through, or you know, qu- three quarters of the way through, is that he's been a hero this whole time—not well, the whole time, but this whole movie where he's yeah. actually been helping out because he he saw the error of his ways.
2: I'd be down. I would also love to just see him not reform and be a part of the Thunderbolts somehow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I would. I think, like we talked about it in when we talked about Iron Man, like I would love for going forward a armor war uh, storyline I would love because we see bits of it here where other countries and Justin Hammer are working on armors uh, suit, armor suits like what is the, what does that mean if they got a hold of Iron Man tech you know you have Rody going around being like no 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 you can't have that you're not supposed to have that give that shit back
2: yeah and then ooh okay here's how we do this Pepper Potts is in a very heated and lengthy legal battle with Hammer right mm-hmm. like, like with with Justin Hammer hey um you have a suit that is an awful lot like my husband's who's now dead and mm-hmm. you're doing awful things and you're kind of ruining his legacy that's the so she's suing him for more or less defamation right right um and while that's going on you have Rhodey going around the world cleaning up Hammer like Hammertech suits I'm for it yeah
1: and you know i don't i don't i don't know if they've ever gotten into what the ai inside of brody's suit is because i know we have friday and iron man you have what's the name of the one inside uh spider-man's suit is it windy i
2: think it's i think so and then in the glasses it's edith
1: edith yeah that's true it was Edith in the glasses
2: even in death I'm i'm the hero
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know it was Jennifer Connelly was the voice in his um, suit in in, help in out, Chad. <laughs> Homecoming. I just can't remember what was it Lisa? It was something like that. Anyways, because he was also almost about to call it the name of the girl that he likes, and then he's like, "Wait, wait, that'd be too weird." Like, uh, either way, um, yeah, you you have whatever the AI inside of Brody's suit, which could be Tony, <laughs> for all we know. Like helping him take on the Karen. AI, Karen. That's right. Ooh, that's that name hasn't held up well. <laughs>
2: no, nope, but it's Karen. Karen is an artificial intelligence uh, user interface created by created by and installed in the Spider Man suit by Tony Stark. She was designed as an aid for Spider Man, similar to Jarvis and Friday.
1: Fair. Okay. Yeah, you totally do that, and and have the the roadie. Rody in the suit fighting on one front, whereas Pepper's fighting on the other front.
2: Yeah, because Pepper's not going to go fight somebody with her hands unless it's like absolutely necessary. I mean, like, the suit
1: called Rescue. Like, she's, she's yeah. comes to the rescue. She doesn't go out and fight. She's exactly. not a war machine.
2: <laughs> and so to have her handling the legal stuff, I think would be perfect. Yeah. And not a misuse of her character. Like it's not selling her short in any way, shape, or form. It's putting her where she would naturally go. Right, where she excels at. Yeah. Uh
1: and then you and then you you end up doing some storyline with uh young Mrs. Stark or Miss Stark. uh yeah. the daughter, which I'm also blanking on her name. I'm sorry. Either way. <laughs> uh, we
2: professionals here. Yes, we, do our,
1: we do all our research before recording <laughs> all of it.
2: <laughs> it's, Did not you get like it? it it's not no, like the last go. couple episodes I've gone, I have no idea who that character is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you get any uh, uh, input from your, from your
2: chat? Um,
1: On what they'd want to see?
2: So, not so much. Um, uh, But we did get uh, that her name is Morgan Stark. Morgan, that's
1: right. Morgan. (laughs)
2: Uh, We have uh, Jay Bruce saying he loves Spider-Man. He also corrected us that Karen is Spider-Man's AI. While I was Googling it, I didn't see it. (laughs) He's just smarter than us. Uh,
1: (laughs) Most people are, so...
2: Um, here's a fun thing this is from Canadian Wolverine here's a fun thing think about how many villains are in some way not even six degrees of separation away from Iron Man or Tony Stark
1: in the MCU oh yeah I mean that's kind of what the whole plot of far from home is right like he he ends up screwing over so many people that they all became villains yeah
2: together with um, who is it is it Cree tech like stuff from the battle of new york is it is it the kree that fought there
1: oh no it's the Chatari Chatari. yeah
2: i get them confused space <laughs> names are space names space names <laughs> uh so with uh words are hard with their tech from the battle of new york because vulture's cleaning up and they still feel like they figure out oh this stuff's valuable like this stuff can do stuff and shield shows up and they're like mm, that's actually ours yeah, <laughs> now they're like smuggling all of this alien tech out to sell it and do cool stuff with. I liked Vulture, by the way. <laughs> I did
1: end up liking their their take on Vulture. Like, yeah, the the comic book version is just a little too staunchy and like eh, this one gives it a little bit more of a hey, eh, we understand why
2: comic books. He's a cancer
1: patient. He's just an old dude that wants to live. He wants to live longer, from from what I remember.
2: Okay. Yeah. Either way, I hope they do something with Scorpion. Because we've met Scorpion. We did. And we can talk about that when we get there. Because <laughs> I am so far ahead of myself. Alright then. If, uh, Ian, why
1: don't you go ahead and give out your uh, social media so that we can wrap it All
2: up. Alright gang. Everybody in chat, thank you so much for hanging out. This has been so much fun. You need to go check out Mitch. Uh, his Twitter handle is right there below him. Um, Follow me on Twitter if you haven't already, at IanFlux12. It's right there below me, so check that out. Um, Also, if you haven't followed, kick me a follow, because that's always fun.
1: (laughs) If you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at gem G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. The rest (laughs) of uh, Geekly Media is on Twitter, at Geekly Media on on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Media is our Facebook page. Please go onto your favorite podcatcher and rate and review us. You know, it only helps to then make it so we're more visible for other people to see us. Uh, go to our, our website, geeklymedia.com to check out archive episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the geekly media network saying always remember to geek out
2: geek out
0: this concludes our broadcast Beep.